0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. You,
1: Lord Jesus I mentioned some years ago that my own experience with sheep had not been a very good one. Uh, having spent, as you may recall, that time in the English countryside, without a shepherd they tend to wander. And they will sit down in the middle of the road, and you can lean on the horn and they won't move. And you get out of the car and begin to remonstrate with them, and they will look at you in a rather indignant way. Um, And then, in the end, they will move, probably just because they're tired of listening to you. I wonder if we don't appear that way to God sometimes. Obstinate people who simply don't want to move, who don't want to listen. Oh, and by the way, when you're finished and they finally move, you suddenly realize you've been talking to a sheep. What if God thinks of that, too, with us? And yet, he is the good shepherd. He tells us so. I also mentioned last year, I believe, that the shepherd is something very different than we usually picture him. I mentioned, I said last year, most of the paintings of our Lord of all of them, I suppose the most popular is the Good Shepherd, except maybe in the Catholic Church in which it may be the Sacred Heart. But generally speaking, uh, the Good Shepherd is a very popular subject for painters. But almost all of those paintings, if you look at them, have an important flaw, an essential flaw in them, and that is... Our Lord tells us that the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The pictures don't have the marks. The wounds aren't there. If the wounds aren't there, it's not the good shepherd. That shepherd may lead us to comfort, may lead us uh, to consolation, may lead us to a certain degree of natural happiness. But... Unless the shepherd is the wounded shepherd, the shepherd will be weak, powerless, cannot redeem, and cannot save. Only the wounded shepherd can do that. And then he tells us that we must follow him wherever he will lead us. That's the problem too, isn't it? We are willing to follow as long as the good shepherd leads us to where we would like to go. But as soon as he leads us into... Uh, something that we find uncomfortable, as soon as he leads us into what might be actual pain or suffering, then we begin to wander away. And yet, he is always leading us where we must be and where we ought to go, whether we recognize it or not. Our Lord in today's Gospel says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. A great writer once wrote that if the light shines in the darkness, sometimes we have to go into the darkness to find it. And the Lord may appear to lead us there, but he's always the light, and he's never really leaving us in darkness. However difficult it may be, it seems to follow at that moment. We saw that last week with St. Peter. Our Lord said, do you love me, do you love me, do you love me? Peter was saying, yes, 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 but not the way you wish me to love you. The Lord wants him to follow him, but he doesn't want to follow in the way that the Lord wants him to. And our Lord tells him "The time will come. When you were young, you went about as you wished to. When you get older, someone else will lead you where you do not want to go. Speaking of the death that St. Peter would endure for the sake of the gospel. His last words, you remember, last week were, follow me. And those are the words he constantly says to Peter when he's remonstrating with him, follow me, never mind what you think, just follow me. Wherever I go, there you will follow, but you will follow a wounded shepherd. You must see the wounds, and you yourself must be willing to bear them, otherwise you are not one of my sheep. Well, he then can say that no one can take them out of my hand. If we leave, it's because we have wandered not because he has or because someone else has. The Father and I are one. So we are following a divine shepherd, aren't we? A divine and wounded shepherd. What a strange combination of words. A divine and wounded shepherd, and yet that's the way God is. That's what love does. That's what the good shepherd brings about. So the good shepherd then comes to us in a far more powerful way. Because the good shepherd, as we know, isn't a distant shepherd. He's not an intellectual concept, a reading from the scriptures. After all, the early Christians didn't have the scriptures to read. It was a reality for them, as it is for us. He's not simply a spirit in heaven. I mentioned this to our First Communion children yesterday. Jesus isn't just in heaven. He's not just here in spirit. Jesus is here really. The good shepherd comes to us, and we ask him to lead us. We do that, you know since he comes to us in the reality of his body and blood. The good shepherd is tangible. Body, blood, soul, and divinity shepherd leading us. And we say that, actually, just before communion. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you. But only say the word and my soul shall be healed. And then, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. In other words, yes, I will lead you. If you receive me, you are saying to me, Wherever you take me, I will go. Wherever you want me, I will be. The Eucharist is that, this great joy, this great gift of the Good Shepherd. So the Good Shepherd is always standing in front of us, staff in hand, willing to lead us if only we are willing to follow. It is remarkable to read the lives of those who have followed him. Because in the end, we know where he is going because of the church. The church, his body, is the good shepherd. She tells us what it means to follow him. She's the one, when we ask how, who tells us how? Uh, yes, the church, with, with, with your sins and mine still the church is the church. And she alone has that power. She alone has that capacity to lead. Otherwise, we will wander around on our own trying to figure out what the Lord is saying, as people seem to want to do. But the Church, however, is that great gift he has given us, and the Eucharist then gives us the power to do what we ourselves could not do or would be very reluctant to do. When we read the the lives of the saints, the saints are the ones who tell us what it means to follow, what it means to be the flock. We must always keep our eyes on them and not on anyone else. Always on them. They are the vision, beginning with the Blessed Mother, the first of His disciples. Uh, we then come today as that part of that body, the church. So I said, without the church, we cannot follow, we cannot really be His sheep, uh, whether we know it or not. So we come then today, once again, to be in His presence, to allow Him to do what only He can do, to give us the strength not only to follow, but to do so joyfully to do so when when the world can't understand it and when it seems impossible. We will hear the same words St. Peter said when he was reluctant over and over again. Follow me. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the love of the Good Shepherd and trusting in your love and mercy. For all mothers, particularly the mothers of our own parish, they will always continue to grow in the grace of motherhood, in the image of the Blessed Mother. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For a holy Mother, the Church, her members will always faithfully follow the Good Shepherd. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For all nations of the world, especially our own, they may come to know the Good Shepherd through His Church, and to follow Him faithfully. We pray to the Lord. Lord for all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they may know that they are united to the Shepherd who leads them. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected the Good Shepherd, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For greater respect for human life, and in our country, particularly life in the womb, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, Those young men and women who, having followed the Good Shepherd, will then be able to lead others. For a greater reverence for the leadership of marriage and a single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the Good Shepherd, they may then witness to his presence. We pray to the Lord. Lord. for all those working on our building project, that they will remain safe, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. For our youth, for all those who have graduated, particularly those of our own who received their first communion yesterday, that they may always walk in the grace of that sacrament, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our and finally, for all of us here, that having seen the Good Shepherd, having received him, we may then proclaim him to our world, we pray to the Lord. We now proclaim the victory of the Good Shepherd as we sing the Christus Vincius.